0: So, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Experience Talk. Are you prepared to launch your VOC program? In this episode, we'll speak about how to kick off your VOC program. And I'm Tanuj, Head of Product at Service & and in conversation with my friend, NK, Global Head of Customer Experience and Success at Service & So, guys, first of all, thank you so much for the first episode and the response that you guys gave us. So we received a really awesome response from you on our program, getting started with voice of the customer. And I would like to thank everyone again for their support and feedback. It truly means a lot. And for all the new listeners out there, we launched this podcast to help growth stage companies start their VOC program. And our first few episodes, we are, we'll just speak about that. We'll also discuss how you can create a VOC program from ground zero and then how you can take that up to CX maturity. And after that, in the later episodes, we'll also listen to our CX professionals from these growth stage companies we worked with and understand how they started their CX journey. So without taking any much time, I'd like to speak to NK now. Hi NK, how are you doing today?
1: Thanks Tanuj, I'm doing all well. Uh, It's a very early morning here. It's pretty good. Thank you.
0: Okay. And are you excited about today's
1: session NK? Absolutely, yes. I think like uh, from the day zero that uh, we started our uh, discussion on this, I'm really, really excited how we're going to like get this moving on. Then yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Thank you so much, NK. I think it's uh, it's a, it was really interesting speaking with you on the previous episode. So in the previous episode, we understood that what is a, like VOC is completely a heart of a CX program, right? How yep. VOC can actually help gain new customers grow existing customers by cross selling or upselling and also retain existing customers to actually reduce churn that's that's what we are right we we help everyone in the sense that they don't lose and we gain get new customers that's how we survive so i think voc as you rightly mentioned nk last time it is actually a heart of the customer
1: experience program right absolutely if you don't want a zombie like <laughs> a human life uh, in, in the program, I think, uh, like the, B, the VOC is something is a heart that makes, that gives the life to your, uh, uh product and services and in your organization. Absolutely. So I think you must, I think I, 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 totally recommend and you must have a VOC program when you start with. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And, NK. so see, whenever we talk about, uh, starting something new, right. It's always about taking that first step, right. Like, like we discussed uh, last uh, week for the first time and we took that first step and we you and I were thinking about this for the, like three or four months now and we finally started it. But it feels good to take your first step, right? Because that is, I think, the most hardest thing that we can do for starting anything, right? So in today's uh, session, I would like to understand from you, how should we take that first step of, starting a VOC program? How should we kick off? So what would you say about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. See, uh, I, I'm going to relate this. As you said, that the first step is going to be like very, very difficult step. You know that when when a seed sprouts from, uh, from the ground, it breaks it, right? So basically, if you have to grow, you have to break something to get into this. So that is something I relate with the breakthrough, okay? Uh... So my question here is... Like, uh, you said you want to get started, but my question would be, why do you want to get started, Tanuj?
0: Absolutely. So, without knowing the why, how how we can kick
1: off anything, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, let me know, why do you want to get started?
0: So, if I talk about the... So, I'll, I'll relate to this podcast today, why we want to get started, why we wanted to do this, right? So... We have seen, like, you and I have worked with a lot of companies now, growth stage, and they always struggle with, they they get the acquisition part absolutely right most of the time when they are at growth stage, right? But they always struggle with retaining the existing customers, right? Because they don't have currently the support systems, the people there who can, like, take care of the huge growth that they are doing, right? So that's why it's really difficult for them to retain them, but they have to listen to them anyway, right? So I think for a growth stage company, it's all about the why, why you get started. And for us, it was about why we want to get started. It was all about helping these companies, right? So that was our why. And even for starting a VOC program, they also should have some kind of a why, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think like, see, uh, that is why I ask you that, why do you want to get started? Because we need to really understand why we want to do something, right? Once we have this, this is on, this relates with that. You want to, get to somewhere you have an objective you have a problem statement that you want to solve right, right. so so if if we if you are here talking about a growth stage companies who want to create a voc program they need to really understand the why behind it and they really need to go in depth so uh, if you look at this uh, in this situation there is a there is a competitive landscape right everybody is competing with that if you think about a business and try to research about it. You will always see that there are hundreds of, of people, you know, who are already doing it in some in right. part of the world.
0: Right.
1: Right. So, so how do we do it and, and what do you really want to do it? So I have seen the businesses and the organization that have, that has grown up, they have found their niche, some, some way, either by doing their internal research or right. like through their, you know, uh, paid research or like through their customers. I like the third one through their customers, <laughs> right? Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So, so like customers are the most uh, important aspect of any organization. Without so,
0: them, we we don't exist.
1: <laughs> absolutely, we don't exist. Absolutely, absolutely. So customers are actually, if you look at that, is are the real real. Uh, person who's actually you know utilizing your product or services and they know that what is the good and what is not so good what is the good for the from the competition and not from the competition what they what they do well and what they their pain points are and if you are able to solve their pain points in a in a distinct manner and you are found your niche so I, I really want to make sure that if anybody creating a voice of customer program they really should understand why they want to do it right. and the objective out of that so they they need to make sure that these two are aligned uh while they do it Tanuj. Absolutely. and if so, I talk, yeah. yeah i have a question for you at so sure. let me ask you that so being a product guy and i think uh how did you find your niche Tanuj?
0: okay that's an interesting question M K. uh so how did i find my niche okay um, the first thing like we started with, and K, you already know about this now. So once we started, it was all about a uh, CX platform, which can take surveys, right? Which can take customer feedback, any kind of customer feedback at any kind of channel. That's how we started, right? But once we uh, so we went to the clients, like the people who we are working with, so they asked me a simple question. Okay. Uh, so it's this is all good. This is one part, Tanuj, for us. So I said, what do you mean by one part? Customer feedback, which we do by taking surveys is just one part. I have so much feedback from this support calls I have, support chatbot centers I have. I get so many reviews from App Store, which I'm not asking directly, but they're still giving it, right? And even on Twitter and everywhere, they're giving these kinds of feedback, right? So they wanted to understand if we can understand this whole customer feedback thing, be it NPS, CES, CSAT. Can we also understand that feedback that they are getting indirectly from the customers? And I was like, okay. So, so we thought, why not? Why not? We like we were doing. Uh, if I if I talk about just a simple thing, we were doing text and sentiment analysis for open-ended feedback, right? Okay. So once I, I showed them that, and they said, why can't you do this for app reviews? Why can't you do this for chat conversations? And I was like, they are right because they just don't need to listen to one kind of feedback, which is an NPS survey or a CSAT survey, but they also want to listen to other voices that are coming in. So that's where we got the idea, okay, why not do a VOC completely voice of the customer tool rather than making a tool just for service? Why not make that tool? And I think that helped me found my niche. And one other thing would be that that, that, that happened as we started in Indonesia, uh, n- currently no there was no one who was uh, focusing on that language bahasa right and our customers want to do voc in bahasa language so i think we found our niche by only speaking with them if we didn't speak with them we would never know and we would have just continued going with the customer feedback platform does that answer uh, your question yeah yeah absolutely and i think
1: like that that is what i said like i i really um, uh, uh, like to hear from the customers who can provide us what exactly we need to do and I, I remember one uh, one thing that I have learned from my seniors is you know NK uh, there are like you know why there is a, there are five fingers in your hand uh, if somebody is asking for a support and if you just provide one finger you know that I, it depends upon which finger you are giving it to it whether this or you know, the other one right. but it is not going to help right unless you provide entire hand you know that's the complete picture then you can give a support to them right so similarly when you speak to the customer they said like you know hey you know we're getting the survey feedback but not from here but not from there it's not a consolidated way you're not giving all the entire thing in their in their hand right and that is where like you you said like looking at the omni channel experience and putting the voc program as a customer to Get everything at a single place really helped them out. So thank you, Tanuj. I think I I can really uh, really connect with this. Um, yeah. So I think uh, uh, this this is really great. And I would say that uh, you you really need to make sure to understand the why behind it. So I'm just relating this with our first question because
0: absolutely. that
1: that gives the foundation of your program. So
0: that's
1: then, the most important thing. That's. If you
0: don't absolutely. know the why, then nothing happens. Then so we. Like you mentioned about an example of finding our niche. That's also why, right? We want to find our nation. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So if we talk about like uh, why gives us the solid foundation and we can map out our success plan. So uh, would you like to share an example, a a real life example that how why helps?
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. So uh, look at this. This is, this is, this is a great example. So, uh, you know. Now, these days, there is always a reminder, right? Sometimes right. I also put a reminder to wake up early morning. <laughs> you, you put an alarm. So what, right. what it does is, act, so look, look at this. You know a why behind it you want to do something and you put a reminder to it. So actually, right. you're, keep, you're creating a trigger behind it. Okay. So the trigger is an alarm. So as soon as the uh, alarm... Business, right? You uh, close it, and then you do a next action immediately after that. Second example that you know for the meetings that we had, we have a snooze alarm. So as soon as oh, okay, we have just five minutes to go into that. So that gives a trigger to perform an activity. Right. So why gives a trigger to you? So that like you said, churn is a problem. So you know that oh, churn, churn is uh, is is something that gives a trigger me to implement to do something. Right. So, so basically when we understand why we also need to understand what made me think or what exactly is that trigger behind of it. All right. And right. so,
0: and yeah. so once we find our trigger, uh, once we know the why, like you told, you gave an example of waking up in the morning, there is a trigger and then we do something, right? So what is that next step that we have to do? So now we understand the why now what, what should we do next?
1: Yeah. So I think the first step is already covered up. So you have already find your trigger understanding the why. So let's take an example that you want to uh, reduce your churn rate, right? So you you need to set an objective because see, I say that uh, I want to reduce the churn. So you cannot reduce the churn by next hour or next day or next month. Absolutely. Hmm. So we need to make sure that uh, creating uh, an objective to achieve and i would definitely i would differentiate this in the long-term objective and a short-term objective
0: Something so what
1: to subject to yeah. Ch- yeah it's very subjective Something it's very subjective to understand what you want to achieve whether we right. want to achieve uh in next six months next year five years so voc programs like has uh, an objective starting from a month okay to a quarter to half yearly yearly and and it, and it goes long term also okay.
0: So it's like bo- complete. So you are trying to uh, tell us like it's an objective should be a short term objective and also a long term objective, right? Short term, which gives us a, a, some kind of first value that everyone realizes in
1: the organization that VOC is important. Absolutely, See, it's a very, a very interesting thing. So uh, uh, if you have like uh, people call it early wins, right, right. We so if you have about. yeah, if you have early wins, it motivates you to. To pers- pursue what you want what you are currently doing it right so basically setting up the short-term objective is another means of a psychological impact right uh, to understand if we have got this you able to review what you have achieved and you also learn from your mistakes if there is something that we need to revise we don't right. have to like follow the same thing for next five years it's written on the book guidelines blah 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 no it's it, it doesn't weigh it doesn't go that way so that is why we say that put up a short term plan so short term plan gives you clarity about what you're achieving is this the right path are you going through a checkpoint and validating yourself is this the good way and then if it gives you uh, early wins then you continue to do that to achieve your bigger goal of it
0: okay so called. in terms so voc like if we have a bigger goal of five years, we also have to have a short-term goal for three months and six months. That, that also makes us feel happy about it, right? That it's going in the right direction.
1: That also Absolutely. Has- and I think I will talk about, maybe like we can discuss, I don't want to like deviate the uh, conversation, <laughs> but like because the long-term requires long-term commitment and people will ask about like, you know, hey, how many resources, how we do this, how much cost and all of that, that comes like an ROI of the program. So we don't want to deviate this, but I think like that comes up when you start planning it a big. So if you plan it big at the first stage, it, it is very, very complicated way. And, and you it's will see agile. that like it's not agile. It's not agile. Yeah. So I would recommend start slow and then grow it step by step.
0: Absolutely. And if I talk about these both objectives, right? NK? Uh, so ha- how do I measure this objective? So we, maybe we set a short-term objective and long-term objective but these should be measurables, right? So like reducing churn is that metric, but by how much, right? So what is that short-term objective and what is the metric that I'm going to
1: have for this? So what are your thoughts on this? A great question i think uh, this is we have really covered up in our previous conversation uh, is uh, setting up understanding a business metric and a customer metric right, right. so if you want to measure something in a short term make sure that we we choose like a very very top metric so okay again like uh, people now these days say these are my priorities like right. i think uh, i i think little different way so i say that what is my priority not priorities So I just want to make sure that whenever you choose your business metric, you also choose that, which is your top priority, Okay. which is that you want to bang on and just focus on that and then get, and then you can add up on your other priorities that you
0: have. So, so so the first thing would be to set up a North star
1: metric. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yes. So you, you just focus on that metric and then take it from there. And if I talk about a short term, so we were taking an example of churn, right? So If I have a, uh, currently the churn rate is around 14, 15% and I want to reduce it to 5%, I cannot do it like in a three months time, right? So I have to take step, small steps to do that, that okay, in the first three months, if I can reduce churn by one or two percent, that's good enough for me, right? At least I have started and found some way. So that is the kind of short-term objective I would think
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think like uh like getting into understanding where we are right now and making sure that we are doing a better than yesterday so i can't create like i can't lose 60 pounds in in a week of time right if i want to do that so it it has to be done uh step by step process yeah, that's right. okay
0: so and how uh let's see if if i get uh okay if i if i have set up a short-term metric uh first of all nk if i have to set up a short term metric who all will be responsible for this who who will be approving this metric like okay this is the metric that as a company will follow
1: again yeah i think great so basically if you look at when we're defining an objective uh, and the goal and specifically the short term and the long term it has to be it has to come from the top leaders okay so i would say that the each of Each of your uh, organization leaders has to take this call and they need to be involved into this discussion. It shouldn't be like uh, the product has a different thought, uh, support has a different thought and operation has a different thought. They all should be on a single goal and we need to get a buying from all of them. But yes, like it has to be uh, like overview together, brainstorm together, make sure that all of them agree that this is the right north star, you know, not both target that you want to achieve on that
0: yeah. okay and uh, isn't nk isn't that difficult to get cross functional buying i
1: would say that is the first step <laughs> and you know that it's a seed is sprouting from the earth it has to break something right. so we have to go beyond emotions and stuff like that i think like it's it's difficult but i would say it's not impossible it's not like uh, it's not impossible possible okay. yeah and, and and i think like if if you're a small firm it is easy to do that let me tell you this way so if you are like an uh, like people who are sitting at same location just get on a coffee meeting and one meeting or two meeting you are done i have seen right. this is a very very difficult situation when you know it's multinational uh, companies they are sitting different locations and getting this done timing and everything takes longer that time so yeah it's a difficult path but you have to step on this yeah we, we have and to if get we on start
0: earlier that helps right once yeah. the uh, company is at one location one place or maybe not not just one location even if the pe- if there are less
1: people then there are less people to agree to something right yeah absolutely. and things get evolved Anuj. i think like you know uh, like people three people get started and you know when we add a people scale it up we need to right. revise as i said like long term and short term goal right so people get added people get evolved alignment these are like i think very core element of a program that we as an organization itself need to make sure that where we are heading up and uh, which path we are trying to uh, travel in this year okay okay
0: and if i talk about if we get a gross functional fine is it but still who will be the champion who should absolutely own it so there should be one person in k who should be owning it right even though it's cross functional so how do we get to that point and who should own it
1: Absolutely so. Uh, if you have like one person who drives it, you can't have multiple people drive. What do you see like in your car two driving seats? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So think about it. Like, what you have like a, a driving seat at all places? Everybody sitting in a car has a you know uh, way to drive. Think about it. Right. Yeah, no, I so it. um, you will never reach to your destination. So there
0: should right. be a champion.
1: Yeah, there should always be a driver. There should be a champion who should own it, and I think the person who actually drives it. So most of the organization now these days is have a chief experience officers, you know, right. who just drive it across the lo- across the organization. Right. But for the smaller firms, it comes from the support team or the product head. Right. They also drives this. It's it's matter of finding who the person should drive it right. and make the owners on it right. and then and then you create champions within the organization so i have seen is like sometimes uh in an organization where product and uh support are managed by product head only wow. so wow. in that situation the product head is something that who manages this somewhere right. i have seen in the small companies where like you know sales and support are managing this so sales head is also managing that
0: wow. so i would
1: say that it's like kind of uh, uh, the way your team is structured away, right? But make sure that you have only one person who is driving the car.
0: Who is driving it. And, and he's getting the buy-in from everyone though, because that, that is important, right? Get it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, yeah. so, NK, now we'll go to the next section. So, we have identified the problem. Uh, we have identified our objective. We have also identified a champion. And now, if cross-functional bind at least has started now. So what would be, what should be the next, like, uh, understanding where the problem is, I think that is the only thing left now.
1: Yeah, sure. I think, see, now you have identified the problem is churn. For right. example, right? You said, like, the, the problem is churn. Now, let me ask you that, is, who is churning? Right. Are, 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 are they, are they the right person right profile that you wanted them on your boat who is churning right or this is someone that you just get on boarded because they they just want it to be you know, and you
0: are and your sales team wanted to sell it to them for yeah. example right yeah so yeah. there can be wrong people as well who will be uh, coming in right so and they will all definitely be churning so if they are a wrong profile i think we should just ignore them
1: right mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Third to waste. So uh, when I looked at it, uh, uh, if there is a wrong profile, that right, not right fit segment,
0: right. Uh,
1: there could be two reasons. Either if uh, like they completely doesn't fit, or they are partially fit. In the both the criteria, right? right I think like uh, I would say that you know you should be safe enough. Just tell them be clear that hey, you know this is this is where we are going. If you are going north, and some people just wanted to go somewhere in between north and south. You can take up to them to a certain level, but you cannot go north with them, right? Because you are going somewhere else.
0: Yeah, you cannot. So partially and
1: yeah, absolutely. So need to understand Mm -hmm. is the person churning is the right person. If the person is right, then you really need to, that's a trigger for you now. You have to go deeper into that in understanding that what is happening with those people. And why the right profile is churning? So Why actually, it is, it's change? all
0: about for every, uh, every like organization, not, not just thinking about VOC. The most important thing is getting to your ideal customer profile rather than looking for some short revenue in the short term. Uh, you should first focus on that. You have figured out your ideal customer profile and just expand there, right? And, yeah. mm-hmm. and if those people are leaving NK, that is surely a problem, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think, like, see, the right people living is 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 definitely, uh, I would say, a big alert, like, a big trigger uh, to understand why, because we have thought of as they are the right persona for us. So, sometimes I have also seen, like, if it also defines your persona over the period of time also. Sometimes, like, in, in the smaller companies I have seen, they define the persona, like, you know, first quarter or second quarter, they might see that, you know, our persona could be a little bit wider also, depending upon where they are heading right. up in the industry and then getting feedback from them. But sometimes is like they are pretty much focused. This is the this is what they want to do, and they want to stick right. with that. So we really need to understand and take a strategic decision that hey, you know where I want to move on. And and right. And
0: and how do we like if uh, let, we were t- taking an example of churn, and if the right profile is churning, N K. So how would we identify that why they are churning?
1: Absolutely. Great question. So this is, this is actually getting into the weeds of it. Right. Okay. So okay. the problems identified. Now we need to, hey, you know, how do I get that 15% to 0%? Churn? No, 0% that was is a question. not possible.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or is it possible? What do you think? <laughs> See, impossible. So impossible is says itself is possible, right? Nice. So I would not say that uh, 15 to zero is something that you can get uh, get to Instantly. it, but yeah. I, I, I can definitely say that if you're looking at the right person uh, and right profile persona, you can definitely reduce it and you can target for 0% and as, an, as a good aim. I don't think like 0% targeting is, not a, is a bad idea. Uh, i i would definitely myself say that 0% is something that we want to aim for yeah but reality but we also need to look at the reality right in the in the practical way the churn is always there uh, and uh, so my, my take is that if somebody is leaving your leaving your uh, product or leaving your services for something else right. so there are sometimes i have seen if somebody got offer uh, we're getting 30% discount and you're costly then as, you know, you want to move on. Let them leave, allow them to leave in a good mode. Right. Uh, and I think uh, if they really are happy with your services, they will definitely come back to you.
0: Right. Even if they leave for someone else, they'll come back to us.
1: Yeah. I think there is another uh, uh, metric uh, I have you know, developed in, in our program is that how many customer has come back, a comeback metric. Right. right, so that was another one, but I think like it's more of like when you're in the long term and the, basically your uh, bigger accounts, if they have left, and then we we put a target, uh, a strategy behind to make sure that how those accounts come back to us again. Come back, and if they and, are the right profile. And, yeah, yes, and, and yes, of course, if they, they are the right person to it.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and, and I think I'm just going back to your initial question, Tanuj. If mm-hmm. you want to understand how to prevent it is basically right. you have to dig more understanding about your right person, persona. So what that, is is their journey. Right. that is step one. That is step one, persona. Their complete journey about how uh, they are, you know, connecting with their customer. At what touch points you have a high touch point services and what at the low touch point services. And all these been covered into a uh, customer journey planning when we, you know, when we start doing uh, uh, for those customers knowledge.
0: Okay. And if I talk about uh, getting deeper with the current data, right? Because currently if we haven't started a VOC program, we just have current data, right? So like we we do, uh, we speak with salespeople, we speak with uh, marketing people. We also look at the all reviews that we have uh, from social media or app reviews, wherever our brand is present, right? Or where our customers are speaking. And also look at that, those support conversations, right? So I think understanding the persona first and then looking out why that persona is churning through all these locations and also uh, understanding uh, like where in every touch point they are losing where, where we are losing them right that is one of the most important things to
1: understand the why right yeah absolutely that that completely makes sense
0: and NK if the, if the data is too uh, so if I talk about a B2C B2 growth stage company right where the data could be a lot. Uh, So you have app reviews, like we mentioned, we have social media, we have NPS surveys, CSAT surveys. So there are a lot of things that comes in. So it's really difficult uh, for first, once you have so much data to actually make sense of it, right? So what are your thoughts on it? Like, How do we collect that data all together and make sense of it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think like before you spent out from like and reach out to talk about customers to understand what they have really need to understand the the data, I would say that is the gold mine. you know, that we already have it. Uh, And most of the B2C customers have like a lot of interviews already available on social reviews and then, you know, feedback from sales. I think the best approach I would say is two way one uh, i recommend to do an interview sessions within our organization itself like bsl team support staffs the uh, right. the contact center and understand what is their feedback on what is that their top five priorities that they think about it challenges and you know about those specific churn customers that they had Right. all right? right and then i would recommend to uh, do an interview with the customers who the already churn, right to understand hey you know what could have been better basically it's 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 uh it's understanding the why behind it is really really important is it right. really uh some sometimes is it really just a just a 10 discount that they went to somewhere else or, or something, there's something else? else there's something else
0: and i think if the people have left uh, there's and if you still reach out to them and just asking for feedback okay i know you left and i'm not calling you here to uh, get you back again but i just want to understand what could i have done better to get to this point and if if we have the ideal customer profile and the reason for churn would be i suppose would be very similar
1: right so that so is depend. one <laughs> agree so look at this i think if you remember in our previous podcast we said that uh, uh, feedbacks are like feedbacks are the breakfast for a customer experience guy right, right and i think like we really need feedback and i think the best one is the person who our chance we have a great relationship with them right uh, and uh, basically all the business stays on on the relationship right so so even if you are not working with us we are absolutely mm-hmm. fine uh, and i think like uh, we are not here to pursue to come back and you know do the business with us but we are just trying to make sure that we are not making a mistake again right uh, some more people yeah, yeah with somehow that we might have not noticed it, but it it had happened. How do I make sure that I should avoid that mistake with someone else? That would be the next step, right? And so
0: so there's one way, like you mentioned, is doing qualitative feedback, I would say, getting on a call, right? And the other is because if you are a B2C, you'll have a lot of data, right? The other way would be just uh, looking at all this data combining together and just finding out the top reasons of, uh i would say disengagement or negative sentiments in those comments that people have left us
1: yeah i think like it for the b2b absolutely the way that i said is is completely makes sense but b2c in that situation is actually you really need to dig into the data and i think uh, uh our vice of analytics program that we have conversation analytics that does this job really well where right. we can analyze this complete data in a single source to understand where the problem is, and I, I and and the deep dive functionality that we have is really gonna help us to understand the why behind it with those customer specific segments. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Right. So understanding the customer segmentation and then understanding why behind it uh, completely in the data gives us the next steps of like starting our program, right? Yes, absolutely. And, think, and, and you always, NK, you <laughs> always speak, speak about customer journey, like uh, always. I think in the next podcast, we would like to discuss more about that as well, NK. Uh, like if you understand the customer segmentation, you understand why they are churning, but you'll still need to understand their whole complete journey to make it even
1: better. Correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So customer journey is really, uh, like I said, the VOC is hard right? If you remember, the customer journey, I defined that as a backbone of a human body or customer experience. So if you have one, if you have defined your VOC program without looking at the customer journey, try to imagine a body without a backbone. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, no, I completely get it. I think so. That's it for today. NK. it was always a pleasure talking to you and it is. it will always be so we'll talk about. Uh, so thank you so much, guys, for attending it. And we'll talk about uh, how to define a customer journey uh, in the next steps and how we can take the VOC program even forward after defining that. Right? NK?
1: So yeah, absolutely. Thank case. you so much, Danuj. It was nice uh, talking again. And then I think we look forward for deep diving into a customer journey wow. again with you. Okay. Awesome. It's great. Thank, thank you. NK. You.
0: Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.